everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it just feels right. And joining me with the weird speechy speech tonight are my dear friends, Commander Eric, back from the plague, and Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, fellas? Welcome back, Eric. Ah, good to be back. You know, I... Man, it's been it's been a kind of a bad month for me, like health wise. Mm. You know, I got I got sick right after I came back from from your place, Chase. I'm not blaming you. Right. I'm not right. <laughs> but I got sick mm-hmm. then and I was out and then man, I was like ah, last week I I I I was off work on Tuesday because I had jury duty, right? Which was the worst experience, literally one of the worst days of my life, because we were there for so long for no reason. You actually got whatsoever. Called. What? You actually like? Did they actually pull your number? No. Well, so, what? Well, like we had like on Friday we had like a Zoom meeting with like 500 people in it, and it was basically like, do you have a scheduling conflict or something where you can get your time deferred to someplace else? Right, and I couldn't get that, so they're like, "Okay, you have to show up in person on Tuesday, you know, for voir dire or whatever the, however you say it, right? Whether you want to say it like fancy or not." But like, we got there, we we're supposed to get there at nine, right? And they told us, "Wait out in the hallways, cause don't go into the courtroom, cause there's things that you might not have, you might not be allowed to hear." So we waited out in the hallway until like eleven forty-five. Right, mm-hmm. and then the like, bailiff comes out. Judge has dismissed you for lunch. Come back at one fifteen. <laughs> okay, so we hour and a half go for lunch. Right, come back, and then it's like two thirty before they finally call us, like the eighty people that were there, into the jury room. Oh my goodness! And then the man. judge talked for like twenty minutes, and they said, "All right, oh. take another twenty minute break." Then they told him a break, and they brought us back in. Then the prosecuting attorney, he got out there and talked for like an hour. And he wasn't like asking specific people questions. He was just like, who wants to volunteer answers to my questions? And I didn't want to volunteer answers to any of his questions. So I, they were like multiple choice questions where you like held up your card, right? But other than that, I didn't answer anything. And then after he was for like an hour, we took another 20 minute break, came back in. The defense attorney was like, talked for like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we went back out for, like, over an hour while they, like, the prosecutor and the defense attorney were doing their final selection. Over an hour after this. And we're just, like, standing in the hallways because there's no benches. There's, like, two benches for 80 people. Wow. So I'm just wow. standing there, and they call us back in, and then they're like, all right, when we call your name, come up to the jury box. And they call people, and they didn't call me. Whew. So I left, but it was, like, 6 o'clock when I finally left. Oh. It was like it was rough. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, and by the time I left there, I felt sick. Right? I felt great when I got there in that morning. When I left, I felt terrible. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. And then I went to work the next morning, and I was like, this was probably a mistake. <laughs> but I, I'm here, so I'm gonna power through it, right? Right. And then my assistant principal comes in and is like, you look terrible. You should go home. <laughs> That's always encouraging. I feel terrible. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> so then I went home, and then, like, 
you know, I slept for a long time. Sure. And then I got sure. up and I took some, took some medicine. And like when I went to bed, you know, on Wednesday, I was like, you know what? I kind of feel better. I think I'm going to go to work on Thursday. And I got up on Thursday and like my neck was swollen. Oh, and no. And I could barely open my mouth. I was like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> I guess I'm not going to work. And, and Raquel's like, you need to go like to urgent care. I think you have strep throat. Mm. And I got there. That was the first thing I tested for. They're like, yeah, you was positive right away. You got strep throat. So I'm on some good antibiotics. And last week I was not, I could not talk, right? No. No way I would have been able to be here with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, heavy dose of antibiotics over the week and I'm feeling better. That'll do it. That'll, That'll do, do it. it. Clear it up. Cleared up real good. Well, I'm glad you're you're on the mend and that the plague hasn't overtaken you. So well done, well done. Yeah. Um. It, it, speaking of like fun health stuff. So uh, recently we had um, here in the United States uh, for any of our international listeners, we had uh, President's Day, which is a federal holiday, not a national holiday. There is a difference. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, so banks, it's a bank holiday, basically. Like banks get to stay home and do whatever some they want. Some schools do. Some like schools, not all, but some schools. Yeah. Well, our uh, <clears throat> our our the the preschool, whatever that our kids go to, they were closed. So, um, and so was my wife's job. But the university I work at was not closed, so that meant I still had to do things, which was great. And uh, anyway, we this was the the week that um, uh, my wife goes into the office like they're doing like I don't know if like y'all do that like we're once a month or like you know people like once a month like they go in for like a full week or whatever to be with coworkers but the rest of the time it's all like remote work from home type stuff. Um, so Tuesday, you know, like she's going there. And I'm taking the kids to school, like, this whole week and, like, you know, getting them ready and all that stuff. No big deal. Um, but John, my son, wakes up with, uh, like, some stuff in his eyes. So, like, the night before, like, we had given him some Zyrtec because, like, we've had, like, crazy, like, weather changes. Like, one day it's going to be, like, 30 or 40. I don't know how it is, like, in Hill Country for you, Eric, but, like, 30 or 40 one day and then, like, 75, 80 the next so it's just like wild barometric pressure stuff going on. So we just figured allergies, no big deal. They stop him at drop off. Like, I don't know if we can take him for the day. It looks like he might have pink eye. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, so I'm by myself. Okay. And I'm, I'm on like, I'm going to a virtual workshop all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday. And I get maybe like five, ten minutes down the road, and they're like, yep, got to come back, pick him up. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So anyway, we, we ended up working it out. But, I mean, poor little fellow. We got him some eye drops, so he's like great now. Like we caught it early enough. But, man, it's been it's been a riot. It's been great. So, so David, got any sick stories you want to share? Join the club and everything, you know? That sort of thing. Oh, dude, I got some sick stories for yeah, you. Yeah, tell me about your sick story. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I don't know up. necessarily about being sick, but 
I've uh, I've certainly been tired lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just dog tired. Um, <clears throat> but no, thankfully, thankfully, no, no sickies. Uh, at least so far. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Very. Well, Eric definitely recovered and stuff, but I mean, uh, I guess unrelated to, to sickness and health and stuff, like anything going on for you um, since you and I last got together, I suppose. Well, you know, we had we had Valentine's Day, right? I don't know how much you, David, or you, Chase, or you, the listeners, right, care about that, but my fiance got me this really cool picture that somebody chase kind of gave her some pointers on i don't know right it's up there she she lower deck like animated us in there the two of us and my cat and her dog in there as well it was really cool and it's framed up there and it's it's amazing like if you can see that if you're watching the video right or i can post a picture of it some sometime but it's really cool i love it and it looks amazing (laughs) yeah very cool yeah, like there's like something like just so like what um like cloak and daggery about like me helping out your fiance with she was like yeah she was like, you know chase helped me with that what <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true yeah and for yeah, for big pe- valentine's day did you, you you do something real big chase i made dinner That's all my wife wanted. Like she's like, I just want salmon for dinner. That's it. <laughs> so we we tried out. I can't remember. I think I told one of you about this, but you told me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we had uh, we had double duty recording last week. We so did, yeah, yeah. I've heard all of your stories. Yeah, man. Well. Anyway, just a reminder for anyone with short-term memory like Dory from Finding Nemo. Uh, yeah, I tried a new recipe. It was a brown sugar bourbon salmon, and it was really good. I made that, some roasted potatoes, and um, we had a salad to go with it just to pretend we're healthy, and that was it. Yeah, you, you've been talking about this salmon for a very long time. I really have. And I was like, <laughs> look, I bought, so I bought the, the bottle of bourbon back in, I guess it was September. Like, that's how long we've been wanting to make this dang salmon. Just and wanted like, to make sure it was aged properly, uh, right? Uh, oh, totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> like, well, Fridays like are the days that like, we typically like have to ourselves. But like, for some reason, every single Friday, something was coming up between September 15th and Valentine's Day. So, yeah, I had that bottle for almost six months. It's fine. It's fine. So, um, so there's, there's just like something like kind of dumb that I wanted to like ask you guys about. Um, when it comes to like, male that you don't want or just male in general like are there any like i don't know quirks or pet peeves or whatever that just kind of like set you off or just like get under your skin about like certain pieces of mail that aren't bills by the way just i don't know i'm leaving that kind of open to go wherever you want to with that well 
when you sign up for paperless billing and you still get five bills from the same place yeah. like i clicked on the paperless button mm-hmm. that annoys me okay okay i like mail i know you do <laughs> i don't care what it is i just enjoy getting it <laughs> <laughs> and it's mostly garbage, but you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Someone's some robot, about some robot somewhere <laughs> spent time on that <laughs> to give me that zero percent offer <laughs> or that extended warranty oh. or that thousand dollars worth of life insurance on my old bank that I don't use. Right, right. Or that yeah. new credit card application. Or that, That's right. That extended that car you've been warranty. pre-approved for. <laughs> Or the fiftieth Hello Fresh offer for one hundred fifty-five off of seven boxes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> gosh. So I don't. I don't. I don't mind mail. I mean, it's it's fun. Well, like I, I usually don't either. But like, there are just like some things that just like have been driving me nuts. Like, if I unsubscribe or if I say, "Hey, please remove me from your mailing list," and you know, like maybe it gets through like one more time like okay fine like hey here's a reminder please make sure i'm off your list but if it keeps coming we're gonna have some issues type of thing well um that's not what i'm gonna talk about like i got i I get these things like where they're not spelling my name correctly or they're using like the wrong name order or whatever so like if there's not a capital k in my name that that's not me or if they don't spell my last name right like it's missing a letter they've they're adding a letter for whatever reason that's not me so i personally have been loving um channeling that old song you know where i get to write return to sender no such person you know it's great so i've been on a power trip like recently with um with that kind of nonsense i got something today like some lady like wanting to like list my property and like like address to my middle name my first name then my last name i'm like "Mm, no i don't know that person sorry they don't live here no such person return to sender wow so anyway i wonder if i don't know that's well we'll just we'll leave the lodge meeting a little bit early or guys you want to talk about trek let's do it let's do it all right, everyone. So, um, welcome to the show. You are going into uh, spoilerific territory, so this is your red alert. Red alarm. As we talk about Star Trek: Picard, season three, episode two, disengage. How many times? Did anyone count how many times they said disengage in this episode? Or or engage. Or engage. Like, like this was almost like booby. This is almost like booby trap level, like utterance <laughs> of disengage. Of, of the name of the, of the episode. I'm just saying. A little bit. You just really got to drive it home, you know? I mean, it's not too often they get to actually say the name of the episode in the episode. It's kind of meta. Just a little bit. I mean, think about how many times they've actually said the name of the episode in the episode. Man, Booby Trap definitely said Booby Trap <laughs> in the episode. I mean, yeah. I mean, all good things said. I mean, Q said all good things in all good mm-hmm. things. He did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they said like U to Matrix Zero. Hmm. 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 
right? Mm-hmm. Well, and there for a while in um in whatever that season of Discovery was, they were like making a a point of James Bonding it, like almost every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, fellas, we're we're in the second episode of this here third season, um, as the thing just as I just said. Um, so we had our our last time on Picard, where stuff happened. We got the shit. We went to the right in place, and we got stuck doing things. And boom, there we go. And um, more or less picking up where we left off. Um, still stuck, trying to figure things out. I mean, we open with the flashback. And that was like kind of the thing of season one. And Chase, you were—I remember back then, three years ago—you were like, "I'm really over the flashbacks." Are you still over the flashbacks? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to move past the flashbacks, Eric. But go ahead. But how are you ever going to get a backstory if you don't know the flashbacks? Dialogue cleverly. Wow, dialogue! <laughs> oh my god! Sit around a conference table and tell me what happened. Wow, we're off to what a great show. I know, I know, you're supposed to show, don't tell, but like, maybe you just sit around a table and tell me. Okay, flashback. Two I weeks mean, they earlier, it's an opportunity because you know. <laughs> You could have shoved one more obscure Star Trek reference in here and just played Magic Carpet Ride as you were as you're going through this scene. So that Yeah. Like Yeah, the music bothered the living fooey out of me. Um, this episode. Um Okay. I I need to pause this. Not not um with, with like what we're talking about with this current episode. Um, while it's on my mind, since I said music, so Captain's prerogative on this. Um, Eric, I know you weren't here um, last time, uh, obviously, um, but one thing that David and I um, talked about um, uh, pre and I think post and maybe even somewhere in the show itself was um, like the end credits that we saw at the end of Picard. And there's a part in there where you see some... Um, like you see some music like on a on a sheet basically like on an Elcar's display and one of the things that I was like looking at like pretty heavily was like what are the notes like what's it actually saying it's in 6 8 time but the thing that's interesting um after I got like a better resolution of it um it's not actual music so part of me thinks it's a code that they're going to use music as a code language some way somehow maybe because if you look at um, what what's coming on screen, the third bar of music um, on there, there should be so six eight time means that there's six beats in a measure, and an eighth note gets a beat, a full beat. So you look there, and in the third measure, there are seven, not six. So I know this probably doesn't matter. Like this is like probably inside baseball with music and stuff, but there's something going on with that. It's not six beats in the measure. There's seven beats in the measure. So either it's a graphic design thing that thought it looked cool, or there is something to sheet music in this season. So I just want to put that out there real quick. Yeah. 
Eric's like, this is great. I know what that means. <laughs> I know math. <laughs> I mean, you might be reading into things, right? I tend try not to like, oh, my God, look at all those things. What do they mean? Like, you know, if they mean something, they'll mean something. Well, we'll they'll tell us, right? You no, know, this is this is why I get paid the big bucks, okay? This is why I get the four pips and, and sit in the center seat. That's right. Okay. Very analytical. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about flashbacks. <laughs> so two weeks earlier, um, we're, we have good old Jack boy just chilling on the Elias doing some stuff. And, um, along the way there's, um, he's like just zipping around. Well, not really zipping around. He's like floating around and, uh, the Fenris Rangers show up and, um, they're like, give us the code, give us the code, give us the password. Um, okay. Why don't you just come aboard, basically? And showing him around, and, like, I didn't know that Romulan ale was, um, was a medical supply. It's a great, um, antiseptic. Yeah, man. Good stuff. It's great. Yeah. Trying to bribe us with this? No, I wouldn't dare bribe you with medical supplies. But it has to be weapons. How about this? How about this? Want some of these? Want some of these? And, um... I think that's pretty much the general gist of that flashback. Yeah, and then at the end they say, inform the person, what do they say, the scarred woman or something like that, mm-hmm. that we found him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really like like how they transitioned on this, because they say two weeks ago, and then they just say present day. Whenever you say, like, present day, I just think, like, that's, like, a more, like, far-flung future kind of thing. Like, we've gone, like, way in the past, now we're way in the future. Or something like that. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I mean, technically, it is present It day. is present. I know I know these things, okay? I know. But, like, it's just, it just seems like a weird choice to me. Like, just to go two weeks ago and present day. Well, what should they have said? Yeah, Chase. Now. <laughs> Now? Like now. now? Then. Today. How about today? Today, okay. All right. I mean, fair, whatever. I didn't really think about it too much. Or two weeks later. Two weeks later. So. Okay. So we're stuck. We, we, we come back to where we were, right, with... Um, with the Shrike there, which is like a mini scimitar um, looking ship in it's orange instead of like black and green, like Borg looking thing. Makes a reverberated tuba noise every time it appears, moves. Is, is that what that is? Well, I mean, it's what it sounds like. Basically. Oh, could okay. be anything. Okay. Could be somebody who ate too many beans hmm. with reverb. Isn't that breakfast at Taco Bell? Yes. Does Taco Bell still do breakfast? Yes. Okay. Diarrhea before noon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Should I? I'm feeling kind of like sassy tonight, kind of spicy. So, like, I don't know how. Well, watch out. He's feeling sassy. Feeling sassy. (laughs) Hmm. All right, so we got to we're, we're we're trying to figure out how to save Beverly because things are we're losing power. She's in a little pod, trying to you know she's in a sarcophagus, you know, trying to 
get her ghouled healing on type thing. Um, and uh, we're losing power, and the Shrike is, like, doing things, which we don't know it's called the Shrike by this point, by the way, but it's the Shrike. Um, trying to get them, and uh, Picard and Riker and Jack Boy are all talking about stuff, and Picard's buzzing around, trying to put something on doors, which we later find out are transport um, inhibitors um, so that they can't beam... Um, them off which they attempt to beam off and he turns a little dial and boom it's perfect no more beamage and they find out they're after Jack okay cool they're trying to take him alive that's right he'll never take me alive or will they Um, and then we have I think we basically have some butthole humor or not butthole humor butthole drama going on on the titan um yeah i i I don't know how i didn't i haven't gotten a chance to listen to what you guys said to hear you talk about captain shaw and but i kind of i kind of want to talk about him here because i think this is this is important right like i i think we're supposed to dislike captain shaw right mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. supposed to like i think we were supposed to dislike captain jellico right back in chain of command but I actually don't think he's making bad decisions here, right? Like last week when Picard and Riker come onto his ship and they're trying to con him, he sees right through it, and he's like, "I'm not doing it. I know what I know what you're up to. I know you're up to something. Like my my job is to keep this ship and its crew safe, and you're that's not what you want, right? So no, I'm telling you no, right? That doesn't that doesn't make him like." somebody we should dislike imagine if Picard and Riker were you know on the Enterprise and somebody tried to come over and be like hey let's go do this mission that's completely opposite of what you were supposed to they would have shot that person down too right and like here you know the Picard and and Riker stole a shuttle from his ship and they are outside of Federation space and he's like the regulations are clear when you're outside of Federation space. The safety of the ship and its crew comes before everything else, right? So I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, they made their own bed. Yeah, we don't like to leave people behind, but, like, I've got more people's safety to consider than just them. And my first officer just betrayed me. The person that I'm supposed to trust with the safety of this crew just violated my direct order. Like, Captain Shaw is in the right in basically every single thing he has done so far in these two episodes. The the, the thing that, and I'll let you say what you're going to say in a second, David. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that David and I, um, I think, generally agreed on in the first episode was just the general lack of respect period that he had for an admiral and a senior captain. And I think it was David's point that Riker is a senior captain versus him maybe like a junior captain. Regardless of having like a chair to sit in, the rank should give them give some sort of respect. And the fact that um him just like sitting there eating his macaroni and cheese or whatever he was eating, his green steak, and 
didn't even like stand or have any form of decorum for Picard at least, that's that's kind of a, a jerk move in the grand scheme of things. Especially like, like retired or not, like you still show you still show um, like that kind of respect for like military rank and tradition. So, uh, Dave, what were you gonna say? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I think it somewhat changes in this episode, but yeah, I mean, he. I, I get where I get where you're coming from, Eric. You know, he saw through the the deception, and that's that's fine. I think there was some basic level disrespect that he showed in the first episode, but you're also right in the fact that he was attempting to make the right decisions. Um, but as with anything, we have to have an unlikable person. You know what I mean? We have to like build an unlikable person of a foil for the good guys to overcome and uh you know normally if you're talking starfleet it's some gung-ho admiral you know you you gotta gotta have that bad admiral (laughs) in this case it's like a by the book uh captain who doesn't show much respect in the beginning but I, i didn't really have any problem with his decisions here um I did find it interesting when our like our, our new baddie is talking about like his uh, psych eval. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I'm glad you're here. You know, blah blah blah. Um, he does kind of get. I don't. I don't want to say bullied. He he does. He does well. He does. Picard get pulls the admiral card uh, eventually. Um, and I think that he he kind of backs. I, th- I think he'd be the kind of guy who probably backs down to a um, strong personality, somebody who comes in kind of trying to be friends or nice. It's a little different, but I don't necessarily dislike him. I thought it was weird the disrespect in the first episode, but in this one, you're right. I mean, he did technically make the right decisions. He was trying to safeguard his crew, you know. It's just uh, kind of different. The difference between, uh, you know, like the next generation when they, you know, they talk their way out of things. They were more in danger and we were always able to reason our way out. And I feel like maybe his portrayal is a little bit more of what could realistically happen. Like, they're not going to talk to us like everyone you have dealt with type of deal, you know, because the plot demands something different here which again lends itself to a story so you know and I, I think you make a good point there like he is a guy who could be like in a sense I don't know if you use the word pushed over but he could um, like people could <clears throat> like get them to do what he wants maybe sometimes sometimes right and I think you see that here when when seven of nine mm-hmm. comes in and basically convinces him to like change his mind and go in and save Riker and Picard she's like you could be the person who let the two legends die or you could be known as a hero that saved them which I don't, that seems like okay it works here but it almost seems like it shouldn't have worked with the character they had presented us like in the first episode yeah true very true and so seven of nine says that right and uh the Titan flies in, right? Puts itself right in between. Yeah, d- like yeah, pulls, like just snips the cord. 
that seemed like it was like oddly reminiscent of a certain Vulcan ship doing that in lower decks. Maybe. So, yeah. There's four life signs. Let's beam them. Let's do the thing. Oh, shoot. We still have our transport inhibitors up. Okay. Pew, 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 pew. And we're on the Titan. Yay. And there's security there. Boo. Um, Beverly in her pod, her sarcophagus, whatever, is in sick bay, getting looked at. Cool. And uh, we... We're, we're basically about to meet our dear friend over on uh, uh, Scimitar Jr. Uh, to see what's up. Yeah, but, but what do you think? What do you think? I want to just talk about this. Like they they beam everybody on board, and so we're all we're all on the Titan, and then and then Seven of Nine says, "Sir, I suggest we warp maximum warp out of here." Which I have a problem with us just maximum warping everywhere. Like you don't just. You don't just get in your car and, like, put the pedal down all the way right away, do you, every time you get in it? You don't just in Texas, you go do. places at maximum warp yeah, all the time. Say, you, you Texans sure do. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, it's my experience that Texans don't drive that fast. That's been my experience. Anyway, anyway, it's like, let's maximum warp out of here. That's and and Captain Shaw's like, no, we've engaged now. Right? He's, he says engaged instead of disengage. We're engaged. I want to know to who and why. So, like, what do you think about that decision? Like, is that the, you know, because I've said I think Captain Shaw is making mostly the right decisions here. But what do you think about that decision to, like, stay and see who was, is this and what do they want? He was just on his, his, uh, his soapbox, right, talking about, I'm not going to risk it for two old relics that got some shiny metals. Blah, blah, blah. But then, now, it's like, okay, well, we got him now. Might as well uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's check it out type of thing. Like, for real? Like, you're... Spoilers, you're gonna beam out anyways. You're gonna get the heck out of there at the end anyway. So, like, this was... Like, this was... Like, this is the problem I had with this episode. Like, this whole thing, this whole episode was like 15 minutes worth of stuff dragged out over 50 minutes. Like, we could have been done with this episode in like 20, 30 minutes, and that's it. Yeah, that's something I'd like to talk about, actually. You know what I don't really enjoy much? <laughs> Split story episodes. Do we? No, no. completely unrelated until like the end. Well, it's um, an A and a B story, David. I, I fully understand that, but they're not connected yet. I don't like that long slog to the connection because usually it kind of tends to be somewhat derivative. But the, the whole thing for me is you could have took episode one, episode two, and just made an entire story of that into one episode, the Picard line. And then you could have switched gears completely and knocked out the stuff with Rafi because she's, she's a character. I mean, whether you like her or you don't, she's a character here. So I, I get why they do it. It's not my preferred 
you know, yeah. storytelling method, yeah. but I don't make movies yeah. or films yeah. or TV. So I'm, what do I? I, I made, <laughs> I made this criticism of season one of Picard. Like it, we were, we were, you know, doing the Picard stuff and then we were skipping over to Soji on the artifact. And it's like all that stuff, like just wasn't interesting with like Soji and Narek and doing all their thing. And, and it just like, padded out these episodes and I said what if we just like took all of that out of the episodes and made one episode of that like Bruce Maddox says I know where she is she's on the artifact and Picard goes the captured Borg cube and then the whole next episode is just the captured Borg cube with Soji right yeah. put all that stuff in one episode I don't know if you remember if I said when I said that Chase yeah I do but like I thought that would have been a better story and like I've had this I've had this exact same criticism of a lot of TV for like a long time. When you get a lot of characters and they're spread out over the place, right? Like I'm going to say like Game of Thrones is a perfect example of a show that I know people love it and it's a good show, but like to me I thought it would have been better instead of like touching base with every character in every episode. Like, oh, I get one scene of Daenerys over here in Marine that's totally unrelated to everything. Why not just give Daenerys one big episode and do all the stuff in that one episode? Why not give Jon Snow and the Night's Watch and the Wall their one episode and just make it all there and not go anywhere else? I thought that would have made for better television. And and well, one last point on this. I just finished watching The Walking Dead. I'd never watched it before. The Walking Dead actually did this exact same thing during its run in like seasons four or five and six it like followed like two characters in one place for an episode and then the next episode was like two characters but these episodes were taking place at the same time just in separate places and i was like oh my god i love that type of storytelling anyway that, yes go on so yeah <sighs> okay so yeah we're we're, we're given um a a a pseudo there's no clock at the bottom corner hour deadline to get our crap together the following takes you place reminded of it you know <laughs> i only have 15 minutes to figure out what to 18 minutes to figure out what to do with you Yeah, but anyway, we find out that Jack Crusher, a.k.a. Jarvis Corlinus or whatever. That's my favorite. That was pretty clever. <laughs> he's, he's a criminal, right? He's, he's wanted. He's got bounties on him. But the Federation doesn't deal with bounty hunters. That ship over there is a guillotine. Right. That's a good line by Riker. Riker didn't really have a, as much to do in this episode as he did in the last one. Yeah. And that was a little disappointing. But, like... Captain Shaw's like, I'm inclined to just turn him over. He's a criminal. Like, like, if it saves my ship and my people, why not just give him over? Yeah. But then he tells Picard, hey, I got an hour. You got 30 minutes to figure out what to do. So, so good old Admiral. He has his little conversation. And uh, Riker's like, huh. You don't see what I see, do you? Along the way, he's saying that somewhere. It's fine. You don't, you don't see what I see, do you? What, what are you talking about, Will? Come on, man. Beverly's son? 
Think of the time, man. Think of the time. I mean, this guy looks more than 20 years old. Um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's like a season one kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Oh, when she goes back to Starfleet Medical yeah. in season two, she has a secret kid. Secret baby. Oh baby. Look, look, we don't, we don't have to go there. Oh, Beverly. <laughs> Is that what you do, dude? Oh, but remember when Beverly and him, they were in the naked time? That's the what naked I'm ta- now? That's what right? I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm David, ta- you always bring that up. I'm talking about that's Jack right there, baby. You don't know Jack. Okay. Okay. Alright. So time is just ticking away and um we we're we're about to we're trying to make a case of like, no, like he deserves a fair trial, not not the guillotine thing that you know Riker was just talking about, and while we're saying this kid's got morals, right? He's um putting up his like slinky thing up against the the brig panel thing, and um, hey, what's the power level? Ten. Okay, ten. You you legally have to tell me, and no, you cannot say I cannot record you. It is my constitutional right. Sorry, it's just, it just, it just made me laugh a little bit when you said that. Cause I, I get so many of those like shorts on like YouTube and so forth. If I'm just bored and flicking through, and the, it's like I need the you to First stop Amendment recording. Auditors. No, it is my right to record you. I am scared. I'm not making fun of those people. I just thought it was funny in this episode. Mm-hmm. Those people are totally fine. But like. When you take a guy to the brig, don't you take away his secret spy watch? Like, don't you? <laughs> they never took James Bonds. Well, yeah, that's how he got out of all. Haven't they ever watched a James Bond movie? Eric, don't you know Longer. a jailbreak when you see one? God, they could have played that Thin Lizzy song. Jailbreak. That would have been sick in this. Just more music, guys. Did we just turn into Star Trek Beyond playing I, rock music re- over our How do I remove yeah. myself Scenes? from this? What? How do I remove myself from this? <laughs> hey, you're the guy who likes music, okay? You're like, oh, you know, oh, man, I, I want to go over this this obscure piece of thing in the end credits and I'm going to play it and I, I want to, I would have to figure it out. Oh no, it's not real. <laughs> I'm going to turn my camera off. How do I turn everything off? <laughs> you can't run. Oh, look, stop camera. There we go. Oh, okay. So he's Jack runs and the ship finds out that he's a runaway and he's, Guys, okay, I'm not a smart man, but I watch Star Trek from time to time, and I think it's safe to say that if you think someone's going to escape, they would go to one of two places. Shuttle bay, transporter room. Why didn't anyone think to just, like, be at the transporter room? Like, oh, we can't find him. We can't find him. He escaped from the brick. 
And then, of course, our number one in this this episode. Hey, I found him. He's in the transporter room. He's trying to beam out of here. She had the idea to go look in the transporter room. That's what I'm saying. Like, no one else did. Like, security. Like, security. Your job is to secure the ship. You go to, like, the places where, like, the things are, like, potentially going to happen with jailbreak. Are you morons? (sighs) Maybe he's hiding in crew quarters somewhere. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. Like, don't ask me. You're making sense here, Chase. Damp sign. Yeah, stop it. (laughs) Stop making sense. (sighs) That was a Talking Heads album, wasn't it? Yeah. So Talking about more music. <laughs> so Picard is trying to make still trying to make a case for Shaw. Like he's doing this because he's trying to protect his mother. Maybe a criminal, but he's got principles or whatever, valid character or something. And then like just Beverly, who was like all sorts of lacerated and hurt, you know, like somewhere along the way, Riker like is in sick bed. Like, hey, how's she doing? Oh, she's she's pretty sedated. She's she's hurting. Okay, Boop. let's wake her up. Let's walk her to the bridge so that there can be some Beverly Picard face acting moment to just change Picard's heart and mind in a moment and realize. Are we ready for this? That's my son, baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And that's the episode, right, guys? Yeah, and then he commandeers the ship. He says, I'm taking over, and let's fly deeper into the nebula. They got to they gotta chase us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There was nothing else that happened in this episode, right? Oh, I but mean, wait, there's more. I mean, yeah, you could you you could have really put like the Picard story from these two episodes and made that one episode and that would have been a satisfying one episode. Mm-hmm. But they have a 10 episode order, right? We said what did we say last season? Your story is what five up six maybe we were generous and said it was like Six episodes, maybe, right? Season two, your story? Six is stretching it, but yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, but you needed ten episodes. And Discovery, you had a, what, a seven-episode story that you made? Again, that's being generous. (laughs) Thirteen? You had a three-episode story is what you had. I mean, I mean... Like, Picard did this in season one, right? It took us three episodes in season one to leave Earth, right? In season one. That was too long. Like, at least we're, like, in the chase after just two episodes mm-hmm. here. But, man, I, don't, I just don't understand why we're so worried about episode numbers instead of episode, like, quality. Let's see. Eric gets it. Stop make sense of things. Stop making sense, Eric. Stop it. Hey, you guys are making the same point. David, you were the first person to make this point. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. Well, I'm going to give us a five-minute time limit to talk about the other thing that happened in this episode. So, Rafi... Yeah, I said it. So Rafi, um, feeling 
pretty discouraged for good reason that she couldn't, you know, couldn't stop, you know, the the attack um, that we saw in the last episode. Um, so she's still trying to talk to her handler. Handler's not having anything to do with it, right? Like, nope, no face to face. Sorry about you. Not gonna happen. Disengage. Disengage, yo. Disengage. And like some random name is thrown out, like this uh, Lucko, this Luco, this Taluco. Taluco, yeah, that is allegedly like the one that initiated, did the masterminding of this attack thing, and they're like a like a little pawn, basically, like in the grand scheme of things. Like he's been known as like this little nobody. So like, why would he get to take credit for all that? And Naturally, Rafi doesn't want to listen to anyone, so she's going to do her own thing and see what happens. So mm-hmm. she's using her resources to try and track things down, go into the underworld some more. And she uses her, her, her ex-husband, mm-hmm. and um, who's a bar owner, who this Ferengi... I know a guy broker. that knows a guy that knows a guy, you know? I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a 50s gangster. I know the guy. But you know, if you want me to talk to the guy, it's either the guy or it's your son. What's it going to be? Can't have both. That's what I thought. All right. I'll talk to the guy. And the guy is this dude with like, I don't know if I've ever seen a Ferengi with facial hair. Or five o'clock shadow. He didn't have facial hair, did he? Yes, he did. He, well, he didn't have he didn't have like these intrepid beards like we have, but he did have some five o'clock shadow. I've never seen a Ferengi with five o'clock shadow. I also didn't think his lobes were very big. They were for like no, a business, no. a Ferengi businessman of his alleged stature. He's he a should broker, have some lobes. Okay, he's just a broker. <laughs> but look, he was be- broker's just a code word for gangster. That's what they say. <laughs> but he didn't look like the Ferengi we saw in Discovery that looked like he came out of the never-ending story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Um, so we end up in this little, like, drug den, this something den, this little... He's smoking his hookah over there. Yeah. Um, you, you smell like Starfleet. <laughs> Prove to me you're not Starfleet. Here, have a little. It's like an undercover cop. Prove to me you're not a cop. Take these drugs. Here, have some <laughs> eye drugs. <laughs> Look, when when uh, when I was watching this, you know, me and my fiance were sitting down there watching it. And I was like, "Oh, we're back to Drug Planet again." Yeah. All right, back to Drug Planet. <laughs> yep. Yep. With like that music, like it's just so jarring, like just hearing like this like dubstep club something music in a Star Trek show. It's alien music, right? right. Like, did you ever listen to some of that Klingon opera? That's that is a masterpiece. <laughs> but in, in in Babylon Five, they have Narn opera, which is like the most god awful sounding thing you've ever heard. Narn opera. <laughs> You can Google Narn Opera from Babylon 5. So, trying to keep to the timeline. So we, (laughs) 
we're there and she does the drugs and you know how I know that you're lying I got an insurance policy here he is here's his head oh oh you're feeling the effects right now where you're being pulled apart and stuff I'm gonna take your money they'll take your head and then in comes some white haired fella while she's tripping out some badass to the rescue yep it's Worf I told you not to engage and that's it and I think we did that in four and a half minutes yeah, I, I want to talk. I know, I know. I want. I want to talk about this though. Like, you know, I'm not a big theory crafter. I'm not a person that's like, oh, I gotta figure out the storyline ahead of time, and like, like I gotta know, like, who's Ray's father, right? Who's Snoke? Like, what is all? Like, I don't have to figure all this stuff out ahead of time. Like, I'm not that person. And I, some people are. If you're that person, like, fine. Like, go be that person. I'm not telling you not to be that person, but like. They were keeping in last week's episode the, and I don't know how much you talked about this, but like Rafi's handler, like it was a mystery. Like she couldn't meet him face to face. He there was no voice communication. Who is it? And I don't know. I'm like thinking in my mind, could it be Moriarty? Right? Because we know Moriarty's coming. Right? Somehow crazy theory. Could it be Lore? Right? Oh, some crazy theory. It's like. Is like this not a real mission? Did she get yeah, like yeah. some kind of false yeah. flag thing? God, look at this and, guy. And, but now I'm like, when we learn that it's Worf, that's her handler. I've got questions. Like I've got some questions here that I need answered. Like now, not in like three weeks, but like I need them answered now, right? Because Worf was like adamant. Oh. You know, she's like, I figured out who the red lady is. There's going to be an attack. And the handler's like, yeah, just back off. You don't need to deal with this anymore. But I'm like, okay, if Worf is really your handler here, if he's the guy that sent you undercover to find out about this, like, he wouldn't let a terrorist attack happen, would he? He's got too much honor for that, doesn't he? Like, was anybody actually, like, they said there was 127 people killed. Was anybody actually killed, or was this, like, like a ruse so they could figure out something bigger, like, and somehow get deeper? I don't know, but, I like, I've got questions, because it doesn't, this doesn't fit with, like, the wharf that I know. Well, one thing that I think, that I believe David and I spoke about was, when it popped up on the screen last week's episode, you are a warrior. Like that was kind of telegraphing like the whole yeah. wharf thing right there. I didn't even catch that. Um, so like, I think we had talked about that. Um, but I know like some of the interviews and like some of the, like the, the just like some the stuff that we've been hearing about like wharf, uh, like ahead of the season was that, we find him still very much like in this like Dominion War kind of mindset. So whatever that means, um, he's still very it's much. It's been such a long time since the Dominion War. I know, I know. Like Dominion, like the all the stuff happens with Deep Space Nine. He goes, he becomes an ambassador for a hot second, and then he's back to Starfleet service, serving aboard the Enterprise E, like we saw in Nemesis. But like, what happens there? And then 
I think we know that he's just going to be a captain in rank only. Like like Riker, he's not going to have a ship because of what we saw, what we heard in Deep Space Nine about, like, you did this, it's going to cost you command, man. So, I don't know. And we've, and we've also seen the clip, like, um, I'm, I'm a pacifist now, or however he says the thing. Um, so, I don't know, like... Yeah, is is this like 4D chess, right? Where some things have to be allowed so that bigger things can happen. Like, I would hate to think that like letting a portal beamer thing destroy a like Starfleet property was necessary to be able to get to a Ferengi who can know a guy who can know a guy who can know a guy to get yeah, to the and guy. Yeah, for 117 people to die. Yeah, that'd be right? a little ridiculous. I don't think Worf is. Do, do we actually know that they died? That's that's what I was saying. You don't. Like, like, is this like off um, like a, a a ruse? Well, like the 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 Sherlock Coventry thing. I don't remember which episode of that it was, but you know they had an operation where it was like a flight full of dead people, like already dead people, that they were going to let be blown up. Something, okay. I'm gonna go way off the reservation on this with theory crafting. Um, going back to the credits. When you look at the end credits, like you're seeing like, um, like a schematic for like some kind of piece of tech. Uh, and it's go. It translates from Klingon to English, at one point. There's also a part I can't remember where it is in the sequence, but it says holodeck program loading. And it says, um, I think like 10 underscore forward underscore LA. So what I'm wondering is, and this is like really stretching it and it's probably not going to age well, but that's fine. We're having fun here. Do we think that this is all like some kind of holographic simulation intended for other people? that like Rafi was allowed to see this holographic thing and like knowing how like uh, how Rafi is like she wants to do something about it not realizing that it's fake I don't know and Worf's going in to try and like rein her in So it's all a dream? Welcome to Dallas, baby. <sighs> Did they used to? Yeah, I mean, I know somehow there's going to be a holodeck. Somehow. Because we got to get Moriarty. There's got to be something to do with it. <sighs> I just, I really don't like that idea. Well, you like, see, like. At all. You, you. The prop, like, the, I don't know how it all connects, guys. Like, I mean, I, I fully expect I'm going to be wrong about a lot of this stuff, but. Like, just the stuff that we see in the end credits, like, with, like, a digital-looking mind thing. Kind of, like, almost like the fractal neuronic cloning stuff that we saw in the opening sequence in season one, was it, I think? Like, you kind of have, like, some some of that vibe going on with that. And then also, um, like, it almost looks like it's like a DNA strand, but I can't tell if it's supposed to be, like biological or synth but like there's something about like 
like holographic and digital and something that is just kind of catching my eye with stuff. And then like code messages, like with musical notes, potentially like six beats versus seven beats. I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll shut up. I feel like I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing it in the trail or something. Well, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think for me, um, I, I, I hope that they are able to pull off something that we don't expect because and it's only you know two episodes but it's all been very it's like expected yeah so I'm not necessarily saying that like every unexpected idea is a good one but it would be kind of nice to see something just different yeah I think part of the layer to why I'm kind of frustrated is, and I know David, this is kind of your line, but can we have something kind of original? Cause like, it just seems like we're kind of, we're, we're, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm watching wrath of Khan. <laughs> yeah. With the whole son, I didn't know I had and, being chased by somebody who clearly I don't know there's more to it than just a bounty a man and a woman haven't talked to each other in years mm-hmm. yeah um yeah there's someone yeah. that's very um cool collected and calm type of thing hunting someone uh, we have a nebula now that's great um superior intellect perhaps I don't know but I'm just like that's that's another layer to this too like I love Wrath of Khan I I love you know the whale movie too um Voyage Home by the way like all the I, I, I love the TOS movies I think they are great movies but if this ends up being like another like full on carbon copy of Wrath of Khan, I'm going to get in my shuttle pod. I'm going to go home. Yeah, well, I mean, the show's ending, so you won't have to, like, go home from anywhere. Because there won't be any more of it. But, yeah, we already did a carbon copy of the Wrath of Khan. We don't need another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to talk about? You know what I want to talk about? I know that, like... Just, just quickly here. Why is the bridge so dark? Like, why is everything I, I know so it, dark. they're going for an aesthetic, right? Like a dark atmosphere. But god dang, that bridge is dark. Like, you cannot see anything on it. Like, captain, ca- the captain, ensign, uh, open, ca- open comms. Sorry, Captain, I can't see my panel. I don't know what button to push. Can we turn up the lighting? Illumination level three, maybe? No, dark mode only. <laughs> I mean, it's like so dark. I mean, think about like the next generation at, you know, 1701D bridge. Think how bright it was. Yeah. It was like super bright. And then it's like, it's like, turn on a light. <laughs> did, you not have, did you not have light bulbs anymore? We're just like, 
we're just seeing by the illumination of our panels with no overhead lighting. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's an atmosphere, but dang. Mm -hmm. I think what Eric misses are lens flares. No, I, I do, do not. I, what is the? What about Dutch angles? You miss Dutch angles and lens flares? Like, I don't mind Dutch angles, but like, I do not understand the aesthetic of lens flare. <laughs> like, I don't get it. JJ Abrams, please come, give me your give me your TED talk on lens flare because I don't get it. Well, I don't know. You might not want to ask for that. He might be interested in giving you. Oh that TED no! Talk. It's probably already out there somewhere. <laughs> Titled "I Am a Cinematic Genius." <sighs> okay, that, I just had to say my piece about okay, that. Okay, all right. Like it's too damn dark. Get the get a flashlight, man. <laughs> Captain, I don't know what button ones. to push. Why isn't my L cars backlit, man? Where's my keyboard should be backlit, man? What's up with that? I'm gonna bust out my tricorder just to like hover it over and like see what button I'm supposed to press. Get out my flashlight, my cell phone, <laughs> and I'd use it to see in the dark. <laughs> used to call me on my cell phone, you know what I'm saying? It's another song. Alright, I'm good. Alright, guys. Let's let's do this. Let's move into the evaluation. Let's start with the Delta. Let's look at the different divisions of Starfleet service and how um, they were represented on screen in this episode. Eric, what are you thinking, man? Did we do any science? Um, did we? I don't think we did any. I mean, did in, remember in season two of this show, we were like, we're not going to do the Deltas because that's not really the point of this show. Well, didn't we say didn't that was didn't we do that a year ago? There was a hyperspray. Not do the deltas. There was a hyperspray. I mean, you can say there's some type of like engineering or operations with like Picard put up the transport inhibitors, and so he was thinking ahead, right? And they worked, so there was that plan, right? Um... I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't really. So maybe you can do some operations there. They threw a ship. Uh, they did throw a ship. Uh, yeah. Any law of physics can be used to break another law of physics. Yeah. I mean, we had a procedure for taking someone to the brig, right? And there was a, a operation that you had to tell him the truth. I, I don't know. Like... I actually, like, I want to give Captain Shaw... Like, last week, I would have given Captain Shaw, if I was here, I would have given Captain Shaw a command delta last week. I, I get what you're saying about the disrespect, but I think he made good decisions last week. This week, I'm looking at it and say, well, he got talked out of his good decision by, by Seven of Nine. And so, like, we're supposed to side with Seven of Nine in that situation... But I'm thinking, like, maybe it wasn't the greatest idea to get talked out of it. And then once you did rescue them, maybe you should have just gotten out of there, right? So, like, I don't think Captain Shaw really did good command this week. And then, like, Picard, it's like, hey, maybe we can negotiate. Good good negotiating there, Captain. <laughs> or Admiral, right? Mm -hmm. You really stood up to her. You really showed her a thing or two. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, ah. All the way around, well, I want to try to give something because I don't want to be harsh. 
you really have to squint right real hard to to find anything here uh-huh. so let me tell you why you're wrong um <laughs> no i mean it, it's a little shaky I, I think like from an operations engineering standard i mean you you, you do have the transport inhibitors you have you know Jordy's daughter explaining the you know the the not th- you know the slingshotty throw throw a ship tractor beam um i i think uh i, I think that there's a a, a trying aspect because even like last episode uh when Riker and picard are going to disembark from the shuttle onto uh, what's our medical ship called elias yeah, that. So when they went to disembark, the ship, the shuttle ran like a decontamination uh, program before they were able to uh, board. So like there, there's there's some uh, in this show. It's not like super blatant. We're not getting a lot of technical jargon and we're not really using that to solve the mystery, at least not right now. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, science, you, they were able to stabilize Beverly, you know, so there's like medical science sort of in a very shaky, non-showing way. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily give it for that command. I, I think, you know, command is, is interesting, um, in a way, because we do talk a lot about, and this was very prevalent in discovery, how inflexible Michael Burnham could be. Whereas we have our captain now who is actually being flexible, maybe not in the 100% right way, but he, he started with a decision. Um, he is persuaded by Seven to go into the nebula. He is persuaded by Picard to give him this time to figure out the truth of what's going on with this kid. Um, you know, he's, he's sort of He's persuaded a lot, but I don't know if that's necessarily for him, kind of like we talked about, maybe he's a little bit of a pushover. I don't necessarily know if that's good command, to be honest with you about it, but you could make that argument if you like really, really, really wanted to, uh, but I'm not necessarily going to make that argument. So I, I don't I don't really have much in the way of deltas here. I think it's all kind of shaky. If anything, maybe like a little tiny eighth of a piece for engineering operations. But the, the, the rest is it, it's a little hazy in this one for me. Sure. I think yeah, the thing, the one that we're both hitting, we're all hitting on is um, like the transport inhibitor stuff. And um, I think for me, the thing that stands out the most is the conversation that um, is it Alondra, the our helmsman, Alondra LaForge, just Ensign LaForge? There we go. Um, is having about like uh, what her dad says about physics and and laws of physics and stuff. Something that I was thinking about um, at, at right as I said, like we threw a ship, was um, what's going on? Okay, so we had right. We have we have our relics. We have our, our legends that were stuck over there um, on the Elias. And they're just on the other side of a border. The ship is losing life support with people on board. And there's an enemy ship. 
guys, this sounds an awful like Kobayashi Maru Part 2. It really does. Because when we're looking at the Kobayashi Maru, it was a no-win scenario, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the Kobayashi. It was programmed to be impossible for cadets to save the ship, avoid the fight, in that case with the Klingons, this case with Shrike and her people, and to escape the neutral zone with the ship intact. So we're, we're lifting it. It's another thing, by the way, from Wrath of Khan, if I'm not mistaken. So in a weird, twisted, alternate kind of universe way of thinking, we kind of have some command going on with some demonstration of a Kobayashi Maru in real life, not in a simulator at Starfleet um, Academy. And the thing, the person I, I see that's maybe advocating for this the most is Seven. And she had a field commission, and she was able to retain it somehow with being commander. So is this her even though she's not really doing it, like she's not in the center seat necessarily, is this her, like, kind of experiencing a Kobayashi Maru indirectly? I don't know. I'm just kind of putting it out there. So, um, it's a question mark on the command for me, just kind of noticing that there's so much of a Kobayashi Maru parallel going on right now with this story. So, for me, it's definitely the operations. It's definitely the, the engineering stuff so I don't know I want to ask y'all real quick what, y'all, what do y'all think about that parallel that I'm kind of painting with the Kobayashi Maru scenario one and two uh, I mean I, I see where I see where you're going with it I see that too but like I don't understand what the like, they're not. It's not. A, it's not a test. They're not actually trying to test her, right? This is the, we're in the real, real situation, right? We're not in the holodeck, are we? Unless we are. <sighs> we're all in a ship in a bottle. Th- that's how Moriarty yeah. comes back. We're in great his, fun. We're in his holodeck. Great program. fun. Ships and bottles. Guys, let's let's rate this sucker. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. How do you rate this thing? David, how do you rate this thing? You gotta like, you know, you gotta com- you gotta show your command here, Chase. You know, you, you gotta you gotta like nominate us to go first. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think pretty much everything we sort of somewhat predicted in the last episode or the last show about the last episode basically came true. Um, I. I like I said, I don't like this particular mode of storytelling. I, I'm not into the structure. It just doesn't really appeal to me. I, you know, it wasn't like unenjoyable to watch from my point of view, but you know, it, it kind of, it feels like a middle episode waiting for the payoff. I mean, how many times have I said that about 
this, that, and the other. I'm just waiting for the payoff and maybe I'll come back and look at an episode like this and maybe rate it higher if the payoff is worth it. Um, but in, in this case, I mean, Picard's son. Yeah, we saw that coming from a mile away. Uh, Worf is Rafi's handler. Yeah, we saw that coming from a mile away. There, there's nothing surprising yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of waiting for like... I, I would really like to be surprised. I, I would like to, you know, it's like uh, it's like on Christmas morning. I there, oh, there's one last gift. I didn't expect that. It's the best gift ever. But I don't really, I don't really get the vibe mm-hmm. here. And and we're supposed to introduce so many other characters and so forth. And I, I think what did we give this? Were we we were in like low eight territory, weren't we, for episode one? Yeah, you gave it um, you gave it an eight last week, and I gave it an eight point okay. three. Yeah, it, it's 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 definitely lower than that for me. I, I mean, if they wouldn't have given away any context clues with the handler, and it just shows up, and there's Worf just chopping heads off, it would have been. It's like they spoiled a surprise. Um, even even with like the the uh, media surrounding it it's like I, I don't need to know all this before I go into a show it would be just sweet to see Worf just oh there oh it's Worf that's sweet that's my favorite character but I knew it was coming so it, it diminishes the excitement um I don't I don't really see how the the two storylines are supposed to you know maybe intersect or co-mingle at some point uh, I'm not you know, I'm 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 hopeful that they do something with it, but I, I don't really see it yep. yet. But I don't know. Every, everything is just kind of uh, for, for me. It's kind of grindy. It's it's like it's really grinding to the point. And I feel like that's been Picard, though, kind of grinding to the point. And the point doesn't wind up being so special after all of that it was the same thing with discovery and blah 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 blah. that just seems to be the equation we're running with now um but again i didn't dislike it like i'm not gonna just review bomb it it was fine but you know fine you know we've been talking so much about music boys you know a lot of musical references in here so i i'm going to do a rhyme it's fine, like a 6.9. Mm. Could be revisited later. Now I don't feel so bad about my rating that I'm going to give. So, Eric, I'm going to let you bring us home here in a second. Okay. So so think, think carefully. So with the, the episode um, title being Disengage... I opened this episode saying, and that's how I felt about this episode, and that's still how I feel about this episode, was pretty disengaged. Um, It just seemed, like, this this episode just didn't, I don't know, it was just lacking something for me, a lot, maybe a lot of things for me, and it's just, I feel like I'm just watching the, another Wrath of Khan, um, right now. And, you know, if there was like less 
compressed, less this, less that, all over the place. Um, it might be more enjoyable in like the telegraphing of like you are a warrior and apparently British accents being hereditary and just passed down. I mean, that'd be great too. Um, I'm hoping we don't get to Deanna by episode seven. I'm hoping that we pick up the pace with our, um, our, our TNG crew a little bit faster. Um, I gave last week an 8.3. Um, I enjoyed last week's episode uh, for the most... I mean, a lot. I did enjoy this a lot. But um, I'm just kind of surprised that, for me, it just it dropped off as quickly as it did. I haven't looked at IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that to see what they're rating things. But um, I really do feel like this is an episode that could have been... A lot shorter um, like um, I think we're all saying had this been had we just taken like the five minutes of stuff that actually happened in this episode and tacked it on to episode one and like just do that it'd be great and have like the Rafi stuff that happened in episode one and the Rafi stuff that happened in episode two have that be like a 30 minute episode that'd be that that'd be great um, it's disjointed and I'm just not digging it at all um, so the number that I came in with is the same number I'm going out with 6.8 for this episode so um, with that Eric um, we know that we, you weren't here last week and we're so glad that you're here to get here again this week to talk Trek with um, before you you know give your your rating on this week's episode kind of talk to us about like what you rated it and maybe rated last week's episode um and like your thoughts with that and of course this week's episode yeah i think i think one thing that this show has done well is it's the season premieres have all been very engaging episodes right they're going to engage you know remembrance the stargazer and then the next generation right i didn't do that on purpose i like i i wasn't like trying to workshop a joke or anything i i work if i'm like doing something clever you better believe i'm workshopping it all day (laughs) right i just came up with that off the fly so no i feel like the first episode has always like hey this is a really good premise and then the next kind of episode just are a slog right to get us like into the store and it's like we just like bogged down but <clears throat> i enjoy <clears throat> i enjoyed last week's episode right i thought it i thought it was a good premiere i thought it set up an interesting premise right like but i also felt at the same sense that maybe last week's episode like the season three premiere was too similar in a way to like the season two premiere where we start with this action sequence on a ship and then we get a distress call sent out to Picard, right? And he's got to go out into space on a brand new ship to answer the distress call. And when he gets there, there's like a menacing enemy ship that pulls out of like the void, right? It's like, is, were those basically the same episode, the Stargazer and the Next Generation? I felt like, like, plot-wise and story construction-wise, they were very similar episodes. 
I mean, I mean, I don't think the next generation was as effective as the Stargazer was a year ago. Um, I enjoyed it, right? It was a, it was a decent episode. It wasn't. It's not gonna blow you away, but it sets up a good premise, right? I like seeing Riker back. I didn't like the line where like, actually, Deanna and Kestra could use a little bit of time away from me. What the? No, don't do that to us. After we just had this beautiful moment with them in season one, mm-hmm. where I wanted in on that group hug, don't don't tear them apart. Don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Right? I totally did not even see the thing with you are a warrior. Like I was not. I missed that. So like you guys said, it was obvious and it was telegraphed that Worf was gonna be the handler. I didn't catch that at all. Right? Maybe I was just I watched it in my strep mind right. and wasn't <laughs> he right. wasn't as keen focused as maybe I would have been um it was a good episode I, I mean I gave it an 8.25 and I, like I did that without seeing what any of your ratings was and I see we're all basically in the same page for last week yeah um it's interesting like if as I move on to this week like Chase is like is this lacking something right well like in a, in a sense I feel like it's weird because there's too much story and not enough story both at the same time if that makes sense like we've got the story with Picard and them on the Titan and the story with with Rafi over here and then somehow Worf is connected to that and we know somehow Jordy is going to come in some and Deanna we know she's going to be there somehow and we know that Moriarty and Lore are going to be there. And so we're trying to figure out, look at all these storylines and how are they going to be connected together? And and it's like, can get your head spinning with the theories if you were a theory crafter, which I'm not. Um, but eventually they've got to tie all this together and it's, it's it feels like a lot. But at the same time, like, nothing really happened in either storyline this week, right? And so it's like we've got story but like we don't have story at the same time and it it, it just makes for like a weird um a weird uh, like flow to it and and this episode yeah it i i didn't not i didn't i didn't not enjoy this episode right it was it was i didn't like I wasn't like Chase like oh my god I'm done with this can this episode just be over like I got up this morning and I watched it I was like okay it was like a good start to my day like there could be worse starts to my day (laughs) so you know I like I see where you are like I where you're at with like a 6.8 and a 6.9 like I came in with like a 7.25 which I think I'm gonna keep it there like it's weird that I'm like at the top of our ratings here Mm -hmm. like I feel like when I really like an episode, I'll 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 be a, like above us. But then I feel like there's a lot of episodes where I'm like the Debbie Downer and be like, yeah, it's, let's cut the bottom off of this thing. But I think I'm pretty happy with this with the seven point two five. Okay. The last time that that happened on Picard, at least, where you were um, leading the pack was in the season two finale. Okay. All right. I believe that. Just quickly glancing at the things. So. That was, I mean, look, that was a decent episode, yeah. right? Yeah. wasn't wasn't like an outright bad episode, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there we have it. So, um, <clears throat> just to recap, 
Um, David gave it a 6.9, I gave it a 6.8, and Eric, 7.25, which means our overall average rating for this episode is a 6.98, or we just round it to a 7. So there we go. There we go. How is this trending on um, IMDb, anyone? Um, it has it has very few ratings so far, but it it's an 8.0. Okay. After last week was a... Um, uh, 8.5 okay yeah I had told uh, David when we were um, we were talking about that like at the ratings at the very end um, that when I had looked um, earlier in the day for the premiere of season 3 it was at an 8.8 and I think by the time that we were actually having the conversation it had dropped and I guess it stayed at an 8.5 so there we go there we go well, we <clears throat> before we get out of here, let's talk about uh, the most important part of the show, and that, of course, is the Twitter poll. Twitter poll. So, um, guys, I was feeling, like I said, I've been feeling a little sassy um, today with this episode. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd, you know, have it reflect in the Twitter poll as well. So um, here was this really important question that I put out into the Twitterverse, the Twitter sphere, the Twitter whatever, Twitter galaxy. Twitter place. Uh, which reimagined Wrath of Khan do you prefer? Star Trek Into Darkness or Star Trek Picard Season 3? <clears throat> well, <laughs> I don't think Star Trek Into Darkness is the worst Star Trek movie ever made. I think it's the second worst, right? I think Star Trek Beyond is right awful right I don't ever want to see that movie ever again but that's that's a conversation for another day um <clears throat> nothing was earned in Star Trek into darkness right there was not a moment of that that was earned maybe there's a little bit that's earned here because there is a relationship hmm. with these characters right with Beverly and Picard right and there's a relationship with us as well right where there really wasn't a relationship with us and the characters on screen in star trek into darkness so which is the better one well it's hard to tell because we don't know how this is going to play out Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. this could take a hard left turn right and she could be a really nice person captain Vadic, right she's not necessarily going to be from hell's heart a stevithy could be picard's mom or a long lost sister just not <laughs> right she could be she could be renee's wife ex-wife or widow not ex-wife widow because she didn't die in that in that fire it was only renee and um oh my god robert what's picard's nephew's robert. name Ro- oh, robert and renee robert and renee sorry oh my god yeah. oh my god i gotta take some points away from my cred there for calling Picard's brother Renee instead of Robert. It's okay. We'll forgive you. We'll we'll allow it this time. So what what was the question again, Chase? <laughs> Which reimagined Wrath of Khan do you prefer? Into Darkness or Picard season three? Picard season three. Okay. What do you think, David? I'm reserving my right not to answer. That's fine. Incriminating questions. David Stains doesn't want to incriminate himself. It's fine. I do not. Okay, well, let's go to the results. So it's 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 pretty quick, so here we go. 
Um, our winner. When I tell you second place, you will know the winner. <laughs> our winner with so much percent of the vote. 100% of the vote. The guard season three. Wow. Wow. Man, people just don't like it. Let's do that. Yeah. JJ, I'm a cinematic genius. Abrams. You know, a while back, a while back, it's been a couple years by now, but a while back I did an episode uh, with my friend uh, Lisa, and um, it was actually called uh, Wrath of Darkness, which is us talking about Wrath of Khan and Into Darkness and like the similarities and differences. And it was, it was actually a fun conversation to have with Lisa. So if anyone, in all seriousness, if you're interested in listening to that just go back it's go back a ways and check out wrath of darkness and there you go there we go all right fellas well that's it as always thank you for uh for for talking trek with me and for the listeners thank you for uh for listening uh we'll be back again um i hope next week for um for round three of this part three of this uh this here season of, of picard so um, all y'all in listening, what did you think? Did you like the episode? Um, did you give it a 10? Are you kind of tracking with us in like the high six, low seven area? We'd love to hear. Uh, if you want to tell us what you, how you'd rate it and your thoughts on the episode or just, you know, thoughts of our show in general, uh, open up handling frequencies and entering coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice only transmission, 817-752-4757. Remember there is a three minute limit. Uh, before ships get thrown at us, so please be quick at, quick about it. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like a spy watch that we can get out of uh, the brig quickly, we'd love that. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.